0: Well, Matt, good to see you today. Scott Mazinda, good to see you. Hey, Chris. Yeah, we're going to have a conversation about some topics that a lot of people have been asking about. Uh, I was at <laughs> the lake this past weekend, and my dad, who doesn't live here, comes up to me and says, we sit at the table, he says, hey, man, I hear y'all are burying people. And I was like, yes. And are so crazy? <laughs> I actually got to talk about natural burial this weekend, and was right. like, it was really great. So, what are we doing as a church?
1: Yeah. So, several years ago, we just started a conversation about what does it look like um, for us to be able to take care of people, not just through life, but also through death and burial. Mm-hmm. And so, we we knew that we were trying to disciple people from birth until um, the grave. But you know, once we got to the grave, we were not involved. And yeah. we felt like that was something that we needed to explore, and it was a lot of steps that happened with our church at the same time. But um, we we just decided that we needed to take some steps and see if this is something we need to be a part of. And so we did a lot of research and um, really honed in on an idea of something called natural burial, which means uh, it's simple, it's natural, it's got exactly what what it what you think it is. Yeah. It's um, no embalming, no vault. Um, no casket um, you're you're basically put in a pine box or a shroud, um, and you are returned mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very simple process um, and so it's it's been something that we're just now dabbling in we're we're on year one of this mm-hmm. um, but it has seemed to be a, a great discipleship tool for yeah. us and um, something that we're learning from every day yeah every step of this way yeah.
2: So, so Matt, a lot of people know you as worship guy, and they know you as <laughs> it your, goes hand in hand. With, your work with uh, you do a lot of work with our young staff. In addition to that, but yeah. um, maybe they don't really think about you in this role, right? But you've had some real formative personal experiences. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. why you, how you got in this game?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, I think seven or eight years ago, our church did a series on death, and um, at the same time, we were. We were looking at that and, um, we did a series on that. And then we also saw a documentary on 60 minutes about something called natural burial. I had never really heard that, but saw that and kind of piqued our interest. And then my dad, who was a pastor in Seneca for a long time, he's now retired. He, um, was a part of a, a burial at a place called Ramsey Creek up in Westminster. Mm -hmm. And, um, He came home and he buried um, actually a friend of mine uh, that I grew up with that that died early. And uh, as he got home and he started explaining it to me about um, the men there um, taking their jackets off, all working together, um, burying Matthew, um, doing all that, as as he described it to me when he got done talking about it, I was like, Dad, that's weird. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I got to tell you, that's weird. And he goes, actually, he goes, it was very different, but it was extremely helpful for Crawford, who was the dad burying his son. He mm-hmm. goes, in that moment, Crawford, um, had all these men around him. Uh, they were all part of the process. He said, we, you know, we all six men were standing around burying Matthew. Um, so there were parts where, um, we laughed, we cried. We talked about Matthew. We were able to console Crawford. He said it was a very communal time. Mm. Um, and I thought in the moment I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's the church. That's what we've been missing. That's, that's the piece. That's the piece that is very intriguing Mm -hmm. is to where in a really dark grief, sometimes dark, sometimes joyful, but a grieving time, Mm -hmm. um, the church is there and the people that you've done life with are are there celebrating and crying and uh, remembering and all the people that you want with them? They're they're an active participant in in that piece, and that was the thing that really caught my mind. Yeah, caught so, my caught my. So ideas. that
2: personal story was really catalytic for you. It was personally. It this was. has been a long process. We've been working on this as a church. For yeah, years. I
1: think that I think I had that conversation with my dad seven eight years ago. Wow. And so, um, yeah, so it just we, it just started us digging, um, and we met with we. Just thought we would look for some land. We thought we would try to see what it looks like to possibly buy some acreage. And we learned a lot about the burial process. We learned a lot about the state of South Carolina right. um, and learned, learned a lot about that. And then we actually talked to the people at Ramsey Creek in Westminster, uh, Kimberly and Billy. They, are, they were the pioneers of natural burial um, or green burial kind of in the U S
2: and they're right here
1: in the upstate and they're in Westminster, South yeah. Carolina. And yeah. they were a huge, I mean, they are huge proponents and, and wonderful people to work with and a great resource and saved us from a thousand troubles yeah. wow. in doing this.
2: Let's come, we'll come back to them in just a second. Yeah. Cause I think there's a uh, interesting distinction between maybe what we're doing and what they're doing, yes. which will help our, our audience. Yeah. But um, just thinking about story, just describe the process. Like what happens when someone passes away, we've yeah. done this a few times now. We have, and we so have. what? Just help people understand how it's not not weird. Yeah,
1: yeah. So currently, um, if someone passes away, um, they contact our church, and our care department kicks the gear, which is who they are. They're great. They're Jennifer Deal, Sarah Brandon, um, Leanne Cavan. I mean, that the, that crew gets to work. Mm. And um, if someone passes away, they call us, and then we tell them currently, we, we have a partnership with um, Palmetto Mortuary. And right now, they are the partner that is able to pick up the body, um, transport, you do have to have a burial transport permit. There, there are pieces that we are, we are not we're not able to do currently, right. you know, that they were very happy to partner with us. And so they go pick the body up, store it with us for however long we need. Um, you, you need to do natural burial within five days is about as, as far as you go. Okay. Um, Cause I mean, you're the minute you die 20 minutes, your, your body's starting to decay. Yeah. So they do store the body in um, a freezer for us. And then they transport the body to the burial area for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we dig the hole uh, we have volunteers currently that go out and dig the hole and uh, get everything ready and get the area ready and set. And then they deliver. Palmetto delivers the body for us, and then they um, we we put it. And then when the family gets there, the body is there. Um, it is laying on boards, um, kind of over the hole. And then what happens is during the you know during the service. The family, it's where the family gets involved. Mm-hmm. They actively lower the body into the ground. They put dirt on. And that's where you see family and, I mean, the last one I saw, grandchildren, mm-hmm. you know, burying their grandma. Um, that is where, that part is the real, we've had tons of people just write notes on the, you know. Mm-hmm. The pine the box. On the pine box.
0: Volunteers are making these boxes. That's too.
1: right. Yeah, volunteers are making the boxes. I mean, it is a very active thing for people. In our church, mm-hmm. they're they're active participants of burial, and so as to where you in some situations, and it's not this this isn't for everybody. We're right. just saying this is an option, right? But you know, for in some situations, I have heard when when someone dies, the funeral mm-hmm. home comes in, and then they just feel like their loved one is just kind of gone. And we wanted to bring that back in, where you are you are actively you feel like you are taking care of mm-hmm. people that you have done life with.
2: So people might think probably the close proximity is like a graveside service, right? Um, right. That kind of intimacy mm-hmm. um, in the at the burial site. Right. But this is even more intimate than all of that. Yeah, like
1: you, you, said. yeah you leave when, I mean, you leave when the body's in the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times at funerals I've been to, when the service is over, you leave and then they lower the body. Mm-hmm. And you are actively returning them to dust. <laughs> right. You're, you're the active participant. Now. Yeah. So.
2: Um, so how did we get to this point What's changed over the last couple of decades where it it feels like the church has gotten further disconnected from the burial process?
1: Yeah, I think just as a natural consequence of, um, you know, there are some business pieces that have happened over the Mm. years, and there's some pieces where we don't understand um, what to do. So we've, I hate to say, outsourced it in some ways, but but we don't really know what to do, so we— and there are people that, I mean, they are professionals that do doing this. And, right. and that's, it's been a great service to people. Mm-hmm. But, but we did feel like for us, and it was one thing that Kimberly from Ramsey Creek really challenged us on. When we were in the room with her, she goes, I mean, this is actually what y'all were supposed to do. Meaning the church. The church. Yes. She goes, the church is, y'all believe in this. Y'all believe in taking care of people all the way to the end. She goes, y'all believe in resurrection. She goes, y'all, this is a very... This should be the church. This should be what the church is about. Mm -hmm. And I remember when she said that, I was like, man, you're right. Mm -hmm. That is the, that is the true answer. And I think that is something that has clicked for me and for the people that have been a part of it so far is that this is what we as the church are supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. We are supposed to be, we're not supposed to release this piece. Once we get to it, we're supposed to be all hands on deck. Mm -hmm for the next five days. Yeah. You know, we're supposed to, this is when we rally to you. We rally to you every other time there's a grief or, or tragedy right. in your life. Why would you not do it in death? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think that's the thing that's gotten clear to us is it's a great rallying point for us in that too.
2: So a, a nice little gentle rebuke from the, from the folks at Ramsey Grief which, is, <laughs> yeah, which I mean, was it, very
1: catalytic. It really was. And she, and she didn't say it in a mean tone. She was just like, I mean, of all people y'all believe in this. Yeah y'all believe in this more than anybody one of the things is that we have we have integrated thinking I think we've integrated a a thought process of burial into our minds that we don't even know why we think that so we like we question what we've done for hundreds of years and now in the last hundred years the the game has changed and I think it's it's a fine it's a fine thing but now when i when I present it to people they're like oh that's why? That's weird. Or why are we doing that? So even a friend of mine who's a who's a pastor in Mississippi, he he and I were talking about it one night. He was tell me what you're working on. I was like, well, I've been working on a thing called natural burial, and he's like, what is that? And I told him, and he he after about two minutes is like, I think in Mississippi you have to be involved. I think it's a law. I was like, I guarantee it's not. <laughs> I was like, I live in South Carolina. You live in Mississippi. I guarantee it's not. And he goes, no, I think it is. I was like, "Mm, I bet it's not. And so I got an email from him at 3 a.m. And he just, all the email said was, it's not a law in Mississippi to be involved. (laughs) So he just said, I went to work and started researching. And his point was to me later on, he was like, I assumed things that had to be done and I didn't know. And so I was just like, oh, this is what you have to do. He said, so like, I'm not, we're not even educated and we've integrated things into our lives that we haven't even re- truly thought through and just adopted, mm. and um, I think if anything, just, it just allows our people just to think and yeah. ask the questions about it, and then once again interact with the death process, the yeah. burial process. So that's the big thing that that's one thing that I think.
2: Yeah, can it's help a in dis- it's a real disruptive idea that challenges those assumptions and, and in an area that people don't want to don't want to think about. So. It's fine. Like, I'll, I'll just do whatever you tell me to do, and I'll pay the money because I really don't want to engage yeah. the whole death I don't thing. want
1: to think about death. Right. And, th- I mean, that was Ramsey Creek's point is this is actually what y'all believe in. This is your point. That yeah. Your point is this is when y'all are game time is um, in the death process, and y'all believe this more than anybody. And so we've a little bit separated ourselves from something that we say we fully put our trust and our hope in. And so it's a little bit of a disconnect that we want to bring back together and reconnect.
2: Just explain the difference between what what they're doing as it relates to creation care. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a that's a part of it. I yeah, think that we we probably say we have three big reasons why. Um, just kind of go through go through those reasons why this is really beneficial for our church. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, there are different areas, and there, to get real. Get real technical. There's a difference between natural burial and green burial. There's there's different regulations that go on with that. There's a different regulations that go with creating a cemetery. These are all things that I've learned. Natural means you're returning. Green means there's certain things that you're trying to do with the land. Mm-hmm. That there's some conservation things that you're working on. Um, some of it has to do around um, the way you're burying or the way you are preserving the land. And ours is not really around that. Ours is more around the care of our people. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's one more than the other. It's just a little bit of a different. They have a very different focus on what they're doing, and what they're doing is great. Mm -hmm. And if we didn't have this, that's where I'd want to get buried, is at Ramsey Creek. Um, But um, ours is more, we are being a little bit more utilitarian to disciple our people. Yeah, so so
2: they're heavy on the um, environmental piece. Environmental
1: conservation, Um, yes.
2: And we'll talk more about the... Care for the body. Uh, talk about the cost because that, that, yeah. that is a part of it.
1: Yeah. One of the main things that we looked at was I mean, right now, the average, which I would say is not a true average, is about 10 grand in South Carolina, which I've not heard of one being 10 grand in a right. while, but that's what's, if you, if you Google it, that's the Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we are looking right now at 2000 to $2,500. Um, so if we have 6,000 members, I mean, think about that. Think about the savings of $8,000. We bury 6,000 people over the next 50, 60 years. Mm -hmm. Think about the money that gets saved to do ministry um, that you're not, you're not putting money in the ground. And it's just a, I'm not trying to say it's a financial win, but it, it does help you think about if you believe that you can't carry this with you, then
2: there is a piece of that. Yeah. It's a stewardship. It is a straight stewardship Yeah. issue right. where
1: you're just like, okay, I can do this. I believe that I'm not here. I'm going to spend this amount of money to get this done. At the same time, that deploys resources for other ministry. Right. You know? Um, and so that, I mean, it it is a financial stewardship issue
2: yeah. in a major way. Yeah. So there's there's the environmental piece. There's the financial stewardship piece. Those two are secondary to the the piece that you've been talking about quite a bit, which is just the care for one another as church members. Right. Tell us a little bit. Uh, so we've been actively burying yeah. for about think, six months. Yeah.
1: And we 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 closed on the land in summer of 2021. And um, we thought we would bury one person this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say through next summer. I was like, I will probably bury one. We're buried. I think we buried five. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's made us think about a lot. And um, yeah, we've, we've been busier than we yeah. thought. So yeah. what
2: have you... As far as this benefit of the church, discipling mm-hmm. families all the way through the burial process, what have you seen? How have you seen the, that really be a benefit? Yeah. Well,
1: one of the very first ones was uh, a member in Spartanburg. His, his father passed away, and his small group, his group of men and his small group, helped bury his dad. Mm-hmm. And one of the small group leaders called me or texted me on the way home and was like, hey... When y'all first started talking about this, I was like, man, what are we doing? This is weird. He said, but I got to tell you, he said, I've never been a part of anything what I did today. He said, and if you have any que- if you have anybody have any questions, you send them to Spartanburg. He goes, we got a group of men out here that are fully on board because they were actively taking care of that man in Spartanburg who had just lost his dad. And he was like, I've never been able to, in a tactile way, be able to take care of somebody in that moment the way I did. And so we've seen that. We've seen, um, you know, like people writing on boxes, just writing notes. I mean, people that... I haven't had anybody re- return from one of the burials out there and not be affected or seen the church rally. Mm-hmm. Like, And really, a lot of them don't have words. They're just like, man, I've never seen anything like that, but I like it. Mm-hmm. I, it feel, if
0: They say it feels right.
1: It feels like what we're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Mm. When you... Go out there. Talk to us a little bit about the physical. So what does the place right. look like? Yeah. Or tell us a little bit about yeah. the right. environment. Right. Well, it's 12 acres. Um,
1: it was an old tree farm, and so there's still lots of hollies out there. And um, so it's a little bit of a mixture of field, um, some, some tree area where there's still lots of trees and uh, like a tree farm area. And then there is a really nice, cool pasture where we're burying currently. Um, we are just, I mean, we are the next person in line. So it is a... It is, there's not, you're not getting plots. You're not, hey, here's, I'd like to be buried on this tree. You're not
2: picking your spot. No, you're, you're really not. It's, it it's very
1: different. Um,
2: we're not selling
1: pre <laughs> We're not pre- pre-selling. No. no, I'd like to not do that. Um, so, yeah, we're burying kind of in a row. And, um, and people always ask, they're like, well, how do you know that you're not burying on somebody else? And we are, um, we do have a software that maps out where people are mm-hmm. and then you can go to that software and it, it'll basically give you a GPS of where that person is buried. And actually when you type in that GPS, it'll tell you their obituary if you want to read it, really? stuff like that. I mean, all that's not fully set up, but that is stuff that's we're working on right now. Mm-hmm. And then we will just, we will continue to bury out there. Um, we've had to do a lot of land kind of planning, which is why we tried to slow play it a little bit because um, we've had to, kind of reestablish or rework some roads that were already there um there are some holes that from where it was a tree farm that we've had to just we just did a lot of work in the last two weeks and so you can drive by it and not even know it's there but it is not a fancy it's not groomed um the 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 graves that are there, there, there is grass that has grown up around them, and are there are
0: plots they, out there, or are, there, are they marked, know, marked? Yeah, they
1: are marked. There, there are. There's a little stone with um, the name and the the birth date and the and the burial mm-hmm. and the death date, um, and that's it. So, I mean, but the, but probably in a couple of years, the way the earth works, those stones will they'll be gone. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not preserving any of that. Um, it's it's just going to be it's marked right now, and you can go find it, but it might be at some point that those just the earth eats those stones, and and that's just that's kind of how we've set it up, you know.
0: As we are, we're thinking about this podcast in particular. We're trying to focus on the why. Well, right. why do we? Why is this important? So, I mean, what would you want someone to think about God and creation in all of this
1: yeah. process? Well. I, I was thinking about that this morning, um, and I was reminded of Ecclesiastes, which tells us we return to dust. I was reminded that we say this earth is not our home, and we can't carry it with us. So I was thinking about those two things. Um, And then I was thinking about, I believe in the resurrection. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I believe in those things that um, don't make me hold on to this world. And man, it's hard because... I love this world. <laughs> yeah. I struggle to not want to call this world my home. And at the same time, when I go out there, I am reminded that this is, this is looking for something in the future that actually will be way more rewarding. And if I believe all those things, then I won't hold on to things. And I'll be okay, be okay with just saying, you know, however y'all need to bear me. It's out yeah. of my control. I'm good. I'm good for us to roll with this, you know. And I'm good for my resources to be left my family to do ministry. I'm good for you not to spend a lot of time and go back and have to remember me a bunch because I'm actually not there, mm-hmm. you know? And so there are a lot of those things that just feels unique to me. The other thing is unique to me is that, um, it's going to be a unique place where people that we have all done ministry with for a long time, we're going to be buried together there. That's, and one of the, one of our, my volunteers, um, that was digging holes for me. He's the one that actually brought that up. He said, when I got done digging that hole the other day, I was out there, and he said, I just thought in the moment, he's a young guy, 25, two young kids. and Actually, he's 28, but two young kids, and he's like, man, I just was thinking the other day. He goes, men and women that I have done ministry with, I'm going to be buried with these people right here. And I never really understood church cemeteries. A hundred-year-old church, you see church cemeteries laid out there, and I was like, why did they do that? But it's because the church used to handle Right, death and burial, the family, the family. You have a family plot. You have all the family together. Your church was an active participant in that, and it's a little bit of returning to that, mm-hmm. returning to this is our this again. This is why this is important for us mm-hmm. as a church.
2: So there's a care component, um, being able to really love each other all the way till the till the very end. Mm-hmm. There is a connection to the temporal nature of this world. Yeah, and then I love what you said about the the resurrection. Of, of just being able to look forward to You're something right. and, yeah and it feels like if we if we disconnect if we pull up just short in the burial process of of taking it all the way to the end, then right. maybe we miss some of those key markers that really connect us to god
1: that is that is so true i mean it it, it is something where if you look at the ministry we're doing um it did feel like a disconnect for us that we were getting to a certain point, even as we the strides that um, Julie Eldred has made with senior honor. Then once we get past that, then what do you do? Mm-hmm. Are we as a church obsolete then? I just did not feel right to us. Right. You know? So we felt mm-hmm. like we needed to have a part of
2: it. Yeah. It feels like a real healthy correction of some unintended consequences. Yeah. That have just yeah. developed over the last That's couple right. of decades as, as we're all a lot more transient. We don't have the, the the small rural church with the cemetery plot like That's a lot right. of us grew up with. And, That's right. Um, and this has brought a topic back into our into our mind, which right. I think is really great. Right. So.
1: And I mean, the thing is, is we we have, whenever somebody comes to us, we always tell them this is an option. We're not saying, "Hey, you go to our church, you got to do this." Because for some people, it's okay. It's just an option. It's something that we want to give them an option to do.
2: Yeah. You know. So what do people do if they want to find out more, if they have questions, if they're interested in volunteering?
1: Yeah, yeah. We, um, it's interesting. we had a meeting the other day with just an initial meeting with about a little over 50 people that came and said, hey, we want to volunteer everyone from working on the land because the land has to be, you know, bush hogged every six weeks and grass cut and real tactile things like that. Two, we have a group that is currently building all our caskets. Um, we have a group that is making shrouds, you know, currently. Um, we we have not buried anybody in a shroud, but that is an option, you know, and it's here or there, mm-hmm. either way, you know. And so, but they, they should probably just reach out to Jennifer Deal, who's in charge of our care. She has been collecting all those people, and then um, we've got volunteers running all that. We've got volunteers running... Uh, the casket building, we got a volunteer run in the shroud building. We got volunteers digging holes. I mean, it is it is people that. I mean, I had a guy the other day just say, "Hey, thank you for letting me serve this way. I'm getting to serve people, and I didn't think I would. I didn't know this was going to be it, but this has been real rewarding for me. Which I thought was an interesting take on what he was Absolutely. saying. Absolutely, know? yeah,
2: it's real interesting. Yeah, and it's another way it answers the why question, Chris. That that's another reason why this mm-hmm. is important. Is it brings in all these volunteers draws them in closer mm-hmm. to their devotion to God by being able to serve people in some unique ways. That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, that idea of being able to do that with uh, just a handful of other men that I know. and I mean, it's I'm getting to serve a family that mm-hmm. has lost someone or I'm having my very close friends help me mm-hmm. navigate a very hard season. I remember my brother passed away many, many years ago, and that, that was just difficult. And for a family that loses a small child Mm -hmm. or a a grandparent or, you know, this is an option for them to not just, you know, a financial stewardship option, but it's also just a chance to rally together and care for one another Mm -hmm. in a unique way that we don't always have a chance to do that. You know, you can get plugged into community group, you can do life with people, and you can get to know people, and those are great things. Mm -hmm. And I think this is another way for us to rethink what it looks like for us to serve one another. Absolutely. Absolutely, in a in a very very difficult space that's right
1: the two young guys right now that have dug our graves for us they do not know the people i call them and i'm like hey we had somebody pass away in our church um i need the funeral going to be in four days and i a day later i'll just get a picture of the whole dug. <laughs> there are no there's no questions they're just like we are just serving the people we're just no. serving whoever, whoever this family is we don't we don't need a bunch of details. We're ready to go. Yeah. And it's a unique thing.
0: Yeah. It is. I remember Matt Williams, when we first started talking about some of this, he told a story to us, uh, some staff, and he mentioned, you know, he's trying to cast a vision and uh, capture our imaginations. Just imagine a couple that is newly wed and very young in their marriage and loses their child. Mm-hmm. You know, think about the, the challenge that that could be for them financially think about the challenge. This is a chance for us as a people to rally around a couple like this and, and to do something that it, that no one would, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I remember when he told me that story and I was just imagined the way that we can love people really well. Right. And I'm just really excited to see what happens as we do this, you know, month after month, year after year. I mean, we have, maybe you could, I know you shared the first person that we, pa- that passed away and, and that, and buried, but have we buried children? Have, I mean, could you talk a little bit more about that or how, cause we have other people that we've buried. We do.
1: We have not buried any children yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all been people that are later in seasoned in life, yeah. which, which, for all of those, um, a lot of them have been a little bit of a rejoicing. Yeah. It's a time of, I mean, suffering is kind of, it's over, yeah. you know. So those have not been as, I mean, I would say as tragic. Yeah. Um, but um, they've still been unique in a different kind of celebration. We have talked about, um, like I said, we have 12 acres. We have talked about setting up an area possibly for um, a, a young life loss, a stillborn. Um, a, a memorial or having an area to walk through something like that. And that's something, an idea that we're looking at in the future once we get our, our feet under us a little bit more with yeah. what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause I mean, death, it comes in all, all that's forms, right. you know, yeah, right. it's not just, it's not just the end. And so we, we want to be ready for, for all of them. If we can
2: just looking forward somewhat, we want to have a chapel. We do. to put a chapel out there? Do.
1: We, we do. We would like to have a chapel out there. Like I said, we have the land for it. We um, we have some equipment out there that has – some people have been real gracious with us and donated some very nice equipment for us to work the land. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next thing we do need is we probably need a chapel barn structure for us to have a service. We would love it, – and it's great. It's not far from our Proudestville campus, so we're able to do a service there if we need to and then come out there. But if we could have – one area for people mm-hmm. to rally to and do a little service and then do the burial, it would be, that would be the, the ideal yeah. that we would
2: want. And if that's, if you're listening to this, and that's something you're interested in talking to and helping with Matt Kelly, would yeah. love to have yeah. a conversation. I'd love to have a conversation with you.
0: About it. <laughs> Matt commission us as leaders. Um, for those of us in this audience, how would you want us to speak about natural burial? If someone asked us about this, of course, now they have a resource that they can go yeah, share to right. have a conversation with them. But how would you want us to speak about this? What would be some tips or just some things, you know, to equip us in having conversation with people about this?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think one of the ideas is that the idea around we want to be, be disciplining our people from birth into death. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to be a part of every stage of life and all the way into death. And so I think that's that's a little bit of a different language. Um, we always talk about discipling people, and you're thinking about during the during the lifetime. But one of the major things you can do to disciple a family is take help them bury their loved ones. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that was something that we were not a part of. That we aren't saying that we have it all figured out, but we knew we needed to at least take a step and get in the game. And that's what this is: is that we want it, We want an opportunity. It's another way to disciple our people. Mm-hmm. We are discipling our people that are losing their loved ones. And then the people that get to serve are being discipled too. And the people, I mean, there's, just, there's just a part of it. Yeah. And so, um, I had a guy that's building caskets for us right now. And he broke down crying the other night and just told me, thank you for him, him building caskets. Mm-hmm. He was grateful that he got to be a part of it. And he does not know these people. He is just doing it to serve them. And he was, he caught me crying, talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, thank you. You're the one actually serving these people. And you're thanking me for the opportunity. I was like, I, you're the one actually doing the work, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so it just, but the thing is that guy's being discipled. Mm-hmm. Like there's something happening. God's working in his heart, the way, way this is going, where he is getting to serve people with nothing in return. Mm-hmm. He's just getting ready to help these people in a very dark time. And um, he's grateful for it. Mm-hmm. And God's using that to disciple him.
2: So. Yeah, Chris, it seems like death is something, obviously it's a, an uncomfortable topic, um, has, it is. And, and yeah. it feels like it's something that, um, to be endured. Mm. Um, and I think That's this right. changes the conversation, uh, because it's inevitable and mm. it's, it's not something that has to be feared if you, um, are a follower of Jesus and mm. believe in the resurrection, believe in the new heavens and the new earth. Mm. And so it seems like it's an opportunity to, um, to reclaim and take something back, mm. and and disciple and help people embrace instead of endure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good way to think. And about it. so that's a good point. I think that the church, you know, what I hear Matt say is uh, the church normalizing the conversation and actually bringing the the truth and the hope that we all talk about. But this is like a physical embodiment, a different way of expressing that mm-hmm. hope. Uh, which I think is going to be real powerful for our church. Yeah. Ever how long we get to do it. That's yeah. right.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's right. Well, man, this has been great, Matt. I appreciate it. I mean, is there anything yeah. else you want to leave with us? No,
1: I'm grateful for this opportunity, and um, I'm excited about seeing where this, how this
0: disciples our people in the future. I mean, that's that's what it is, really. That's great. Yeah. Well, thanks again.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Thank you.